Hey guys, welcome back to Directed Life. This show exists to equip kingdom creative entrepreneurs to find, fund, and fulfill their calling to flip culture upside down. I'm your host, Cap Chatfield, and I'm uh, I'm happy to bring to you guys another friend of mine that I met through the internet. I feel like I make all my friends through the internet these days, so <laughs> it's cool to, to finally meet you, Andrew. Andrew is the host of The Andrew Roman Show. Um, he has a vision from the Lord to to create content, and obviously, as you can see, his setup is pretty legit. I mean, he, he's <laughs> definitely taken uh, this vision that God's given him seriously. So, Andrew, I don't want to steal the thunder from you. I want to know more uh, firsthand from you. I'm sure the audience would as well. What do you do? What's up? What's up with your content creation vision, and what do you hope that God does with it? Man, well, thank you so much, Cap. I mean, first of all, it's it's an honor. When you reached out, you know, I started looking at your content, and obviously, you know, you're 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 light here, light years ahead of me, man, with all the systems and the content creation and all that. So it's an honor. But yeah, like like Cap said, my name is Andrew uh, Roman or Roman. However, people say it's, it's perfectly fine. I usually introduce myself as, as Roman. Well, what's your actual last name? So I don't want to get it wrong. Well, it, it's Roman. Uh, Roman, okay. Yeah, so I'm actually originally from Mexico. I guess I'll, I'll probably reference that many times during the show. But usually whenever I say Roman, people are like, how do you spell that? And I'm just like, Roman, R-O-M-A-N. And they're like, got you. Okay. Uh, okay. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, it's the Andrew Roman show. And yeah, man, so I started this podcast about it year, seven months ago, something like that. And really the vision came many years before that when I I got introduced, I have a big, big love for apologetics. So the, the defense of the Christian faith. And I got introduced that kind of early in my teen years, maybe around 15. And I was shocked. I was shocked that you could reasonably defend Christianity. Because up to that point, I, I've been a, a church kid all my life. You know, it's never like I've doubted, but I've always loved God. And but the question I was most afraid of, Cap, was like, if someone asked me, how do you how do you know that God exists? I was so scared of that question because mm-hmm. I knew God, but I, I didn't know how to defend his existence. Uh, but when I got introduced to apologetics, that radically shifted my faith to, to just grow deeper, if you will. Um, and then fast forward some years, I, I realized that a lot of people my age didn't know why they believed what they believed. You know, growing up in church, my pastor, my parents are pastors, so you automatically end up in ministry <laughs> right sure, there. Yeah. Uh, so helping with the youth, I, I would talk with them and, and realize, you know, there's a verse in, in 1 Peter 3.15 um, that I'm paraphrasing it, but basically says, you know, if someone asks you about the hope that you have, you know, have a response. Some translations say a defense. And I realized like, you know, a lot of youth know that God is good. They know all the phrase, they know the, 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 the lingo of Christianity. But if you ask them like why they believe what they believe, I don't think a lot of them know a real deep why behind it. So that's Mm -hmm. the reason I started this podcast. It was originally going to be called question it, uh, the show where it just, the whole preface is about questioning some of the doubts that we have, you know, And, and having that open conversation. Because uh, I feel like sometimes a, a, a lot of folks will will feel like they can't ask questions if they have doubts. Sure. So that's long story short. That's why I started this podcast as a podcast about just having real conversations about real topics that we face with every day. I know as a young person, I mean, whether you're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, I mean, you're flooded with a million different ideologies and thoughts that sometimes counter the thoughts that you're taught at church. And you're kind of left in the middle, right? Like, which one do I believe? And, and that's why I created the show, just to have conversations from a biblical perspective. 
So, dude, that's awesome. I yeah. love how <laughs> you are taking a, a personal challenge and you're turning it into a, a ministry. And that's, yeah. you know, if, if anybody who's listening is familiar with my story, that's something that I talk about a lot. Like, I feel like I'm creating the content, uh, you know, for Directed Life for myself a lot of the time as a, yeah, as a guy who loves Jesus, who um, wants so badly to honor him and to, to know that I'm called in, into the marketplace and to build a business and to create content. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I wake up, I'm like, is this really what I'm supposed to do? Does God really care about this? And yeah. the content for me has been a really like, I'll listen to my own content really truthfully, not from like a narcissistic standpoint, but from like, no. oh my gosh, like this is like, this is ministering to me to like, I needed be reminded this. of truth. Bro, absolutely. Absolutely. It happened so to me I'm, actually. I'm I was, sure you're feeling that with your content too. Yeah. I was, I was on a car ride. I, I was traveling to Houston actually. Um, so I'm, I'm from Dallas or that's where I live. Okay. And so I was traveling to Houston and on the way there, you know, I was, I don't always listen to my podcast, but you know, I was like, well, there's this new one that just came out, <laughs> you know, I was like, is it even good? So I kind of like listened to it, but it was to your point, not from a narcissistic standpoint, like, Oh, I like, I love hearing my own voice. Um, yeah. but but I was just like, man, I actually kind of needed to hear this. Like it's, it's been, and it's also forced me to dig deeper because then I, I come through topics and I'm like, you know what? I have to study this more if I want to speak mm. on it. And it has forced me to, to, yeah, to go deeper in my, in my own faith. That's, that's remarkable. How long have you been doing your show for? Uh, so I started, it was in March of 2020 is when the first show came out. So, you know, a year and several months, uh, but I started recording early part of 2020, but tw- late part of 2019. So, uh, yeah. So you really been, started doing this thing during the pandemic last year. I did. I did it. It's funny. Uh, if you, if people who watch my show, you, you will see so many different studios. Uh, the first one was pretty legit because my parents have a, a family ministry. They have actually like a TV show. So they already had a set and I got the, just the blessing of using it for the first, I don't know, 10 episodes. And then COVID hit and we were locked down. Thus my new set, the bedroom. Uh, so that's, that's where I'm stuck. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I set it up with the help of, of, of my brother, who's just a genius at this stuff. And yeah, I mean, lockdown was, was interesting. Um, but, but it was a great time to, to create content. So what have you learned about, um, doing ministry through a digital setting, especially Mm -hmm. through last year, because I think sometimes people think like, you know, is this really legit ministry? And I think everyone can attest to like last year, we, we discovered like, no, on, on the other side of a screen is really a soul and, and you can minister to them as, you know, just as well uh, from afar as you can up close. So what have you learned about that? No, that's a, that's a great question. I think first it was kind of coming to grasp with that reality that you said, because I mean, social media can be easily, of course, you have a whole show dedicated to kind of countering the view that, oh, just throw away social media, you know, it's, it's the devil's work, that's it. It's like, no, it's a tool, sure. <laughs> you it's know, a it's, tool. It, yep. it, it's a tool that we can use. So it was kind of like coming crass because I, I, you know, since I was young, I mean, I, I love preaching, I love teaching the Bible, I love, you know, showing young people all, all, everything that you can learn about the kingdom of God. Um, but then there was kind of like that point when I started doing this podcast, I had to learn a lot to be specific. I had to learn of like consistency is key, uh, with things, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm actually coming up pretty soon. It's going to be my 90th episode. I'll, I'll be, so it's, it's been crazy. 
has been crazy one every week. And, but that's, that's taught me a lot in the sense, like if you want to show up and people like learning the platforms, you know, learning Instagram. And I've recently, I'm super late to the game, but you know, recently been on TikTok now, I've always hesitated because I'm like, I have a love hate relationship with TikTok because mm -hmm. some, some of it is humorous and it's funny, but then I hate how addictive it can be. But then part of me was like, well, Andrew, why don't you just put your, like, you have to put your content. That's where people are. So right. it's, so I think one, some of the lessons I've learned is just like realizing the reality of how people are using Instagram or TikTok and all that. And then saying, hey, you know, let's, let's capitalize that in a positive sense. If, I mean, if it's, if TikTok is so addictive, then that's, let's use that and be, put positive content in there, Christian content in there. So when they're swiping, they see, they see it, you know, and, and they're encouraged. But I, I would say that's probably one of the main lessons is being consistent and then creating engaging, like my editing has like improved so much more before I used to just, you know, do one podcast and that was all that you would hear from me for about a week. But uh -huh. now it's like, you know, throughout the week I'm making clips and I'm making this clip for TikTok or that clip for Instagram. So I've, yep. I've learned a lot about, about those things. <laughs> Learning how to resource or repurpose your content for all these different platforms. Yeah, absolutely. Bro, I feel you on the TikTok thing. I'm I'm so late to the game. I feel so old. I feel like I'm a dad. I have three <laughs> yeah. kids. Like I'm not even on TikTok. To me, yeah. like, because I get so, I'm like so uh, screen heavy, like all day long for my job. Yes, same. When TikTok for me is like, it's just an avalanche of of like craziness i'm like my brain can't handle all yeah. this so i'm learning um i gotta be really careful but at the same time like what you said is so true there's there's an audience there and there's there's an organic reach element too like if you want to get really mm -hmm. kind of nerdy about it there's an organic reach on tiktok that you can't 100%. get on a lot of different platforms no a hundred percent i mean you have you have a clip that you know not necessarily goes viral but gets like a thousand views versus you know waiting for them to show up and, 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 and have the commitment. Cause that's also what I realized is you have to, you have to reach different audiences where they're at, you know, my age group, although I'm 23, so I'm 23, so I'm 23. And so some of them are into podcasts, but you know, podcasting, it's like, you're asking a lot from a person to have a retention span of 25 minutes, you know? or sure. so, which I love podcasting. But then I realized like, there's really, there's gonna be kids that don't have that. They don't, they don't have the discipline. They don't have necessarily the retention span, but they got 30 seconds, you know? So can I make a clip of 30 seconds that will reach them? Um, and if I didn't make that clip, I can't expect them to, to say, well, I'm not gonna make that clip, but watch 19 minutes of my show. It's like, mm. no, I have to kind of readjust a little bit. And that's what I, I really had to do in the last couple of months. You know what that, that is man is it's empathy for who you're trying to reach like that's yeah can i share something cool with you my, yeah yeah my no, blood for it, with man. what you're doing so when i read the word one thing that the lord like opens my eyes to is obviously he is the word jesus is the word right, so right. he is the greatest communicator uh in human history we know that just as he was a storyteller and uh just incredible preacher um one thing that sticks out to me though was Whenever he spoke to the crowds in parables, you know, like I'll, I'll let, let you answer the question right here. Yeah. What was his day job? Jesus's day job before he was a minister. Yeah. A carpenter. Right. He was a carpenter. Right. How many parables can you think about 
where he talked about carpentry? Probably not. not none that I can remember. The only thing that comes close is when he talked about having a speck in your, in, you know, someone else's eye and a, and a log <laughs> in your eye. But right. every, every occupational parable that he spoke, it was either about baking or banking or farming or being a business Dude, leader a or point. going to war or whatever. And yeah. uh, what, what God spoke to me when that was Jesus was willing to inconvenience himself mm. to create content that sure, was yeah. contextual to the person that he was trying to reach rather That's than so what good. was comfortable to him. Like if, if I was him, it'd be carpentry sermon after carpentry sermon because that yeah. was my world. But But he really he was so careful and I'm sure it took him some work when he was yeah. alone with the father to like kind of craft how to put together these stories. Yeah. But he was, he was very uh, aware of if I want this message to be received by these people, I got to speak their language. That's so good. Wow. That I, I love that, that. I had honestly, I've never thought about that, but cause I've always thought of it. Like, oh, Jesus gives parables. But the, to your point, he was giving parables about, it wasn't related necessarily to him at all. I mean, he was a carpenter. Yeah. And I think it makes me think like it, it, um, it reminds me to the, the flexibility that one has to have. Cause I feel like it's growing up. We all have a pretty, I, you know, I, I'm, since I was little, I was, I've always been like, I love the big questions of life. You know, if someone asked me, what do you want to be to when you grow up? I always had an answer. I'm like a fireman, a policeman, a cellist, a chef, uh, a linguist, a translator. I mean, I just had all these crazy ideas, a doctor. Wow, that's cool. um, but, but growing up, then you start really like, you know, narrowing it down you go to college or something. And, and, but sometimes we can have like such a tight grip on what we feel we're meant to do and how we're meant to do it. Cause to be honest with you, I mean, five years ago, I never thought about starting a podcast. I thought I would, I love missions. I love traveling. You know, I really haven't traveled much, but I started this podcast and, and part of me is like, well, I never, I thought I was going to be more in the mission field out there, but I guess I'm in here, you know, in, in the mission field myself. And it, to your point, it's just how Jesus shifted to his audience. And we can, we can tend to have a pretty tight grip on our, on our, uh, on our preferences, on our content that we like. And yeah, that's what's forcing me in the podcast, man. I'm just, you know, I, I, I tend to just like feel I go through TikTok and I realize I'm like, okay, so this is what people are watching. You know, what can we say regarding this that would then kind of mm. reach out and, and, and align to their preference? I love that you share that, man. I'm, I'm going to use that. I'm going to plagiarize that. My Do podcast. It. Hey, it's, it's God. <laughs> I it, love man. that. It's, uh, it's, man, it's really freed me up. And like, and I, when I go through these internal battles of over spiritualizing, like, does God really care about YouTube? Does God really care about mm -hmm. Instagram? And then yeah. I start to think like, you know, on another angle, so Paul, you know, the apostle Paul, mm -hmm. he was around strategically by God's, you know, providence. He was around when they had the Roman road or the Roman road, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> when uh, they had this massive like infrastructure for mailing, for getting, you know, letters and getting content from one country to another country. And that's particularly why the gospel was able to spread like wildfire was because Paul used a secular uh, infrastructure for communication and travel, and he used it for kingdom purposes. And I think it's the same thing, man. Like you said, social social media is a tool. However, I'll t and yeah. I'm, I'm actually curious to hear uh, your take on this. 
you know, yeah. we got to guard our hearts too, man. Like you're on TikTok uh, long enough, you're going to find some pretty crazy content yes. that's going to lead you into sin, like in, in Instagram too. Yeah. And so I got to constantly be asking the Lord to like guard my heart and my eyes as I'm on these platforms. Um, has that been a challenge for you as you're like engaging in, in digital ministry? A hundred percent. I'm so glad that you, that you said that because that that's part of like, I've actually like recently started because I'm on Instagram a lot now, you know, I'm posting stuff and Instagram, everything's, everything's uh, designed. So you end up somewhere you never thought you would end up, you know, I'm there wow. posting yeah, and now I'm on reels, you know, by my fifth scroll. And I'm like, what the heck, how did I even get here? You know, and it's just, it's just, it, so I, I feel like it's, it's, it's like a, like a drug for the brain. It, it dumbs you down. Yeah. That's, that's, that, that's what I feel. You know, it's kind of like that. Do, well, it's a, it's a hit of dopamine. That's what it is. So you kind of get wow. high on it. Um, so it has been, it has been a struggle that I've needed to put disciplines in my life, you know, and have conversations where I'm like, I don't want to put myself in a position because the only times, I mean, because you can craft Instagram enough where like it knows what you search, but you you scroll enough times, it will always get more random, more random, more random, more random to where you end up with something either inappropriate or weird or or something. You're just like, whoa, how did I get here? Well, you scrolled 40 times. Like what, what else mm. do you expect? And, and it was kind of like that realization of like, you know what? This is not, I can't, my purity or my discipline is not in Instagram's hands. It's in my hands. So, mm. so what do I do about it? So like my discipline right now is that I'm, I'm still trying to get down is like, I'll only check Instagram, like in the beginning when I post something and after I post it, I'm not on it anymore. I used to like go back, right? Did someone like it? You know, did someone share it? But every time I went back, I always got distracted with something else. So I just said, mm. you know what? I'm going to post it. Maybe at the end of the day, I'll just check if there are any updates. But I'm, and it's the same thing with TikTok. Like TikTok, I'm there. I, I post. I'm out. I'm out because, generally speaking, I got better things to do myself. I mean, I, sure. you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, you. so yeah. To your point, like, has it been a struggle? I yeah. I find myself in TikTok like way longer, and I'm like, what the heck? How did I even en end up here? So I think it's just it's just self control. I mean, we all have it. We all have the ability through the Holy Spirit, you know, to say, hey, it's one of His gifts. Um, so I guess if we're lacking self-control, we might be lacking some time with the Holy Spirit, I guess. I think it's important also to like have like accountability. And that's what I had with, with like just my family and my siblings. And it doesn't mean, I think accountability always makes you feel like you're doing something wrong. Like you need accountability if you do something wrong. No, it's just like you need accountability period the entire time. So you don't do something wrong. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, it, it's, it's, it's been a struggle, but I feel like it's something that I'm getting down and I'm getting the discipline of saying, Hey, it doesn't know me. I own it. And, uh, and that way I can get more organized and get more done. <laughs> that's bro. That's so good. I, one thing that I've been challenged with personally by the Lord is just, man, when, when Jesus was with Mary and Martha and Martha mm -hmm. was going, running around doing all these different things, that's like how you get distracted, right? You just get caught yeah. up in the, in the doing. And Mary was sitting at his feet and Jesus made the comment that only one thing is needed and she's doing the one thing that's needed and it won't be taken away from her. And just learning, man, like if I can make that one thing, the, like the first thing I do every day, yeah, bro, it's, it's a game changer. Like I, um, 
my my daily rhythm right now with seeking the Lord is the first thing I do when I wake up, I put my shoes on, I go outside. It's like maybe like 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, yeah. so it's still dark out. I, and I just that. walk around my neighborhood. So I get my blood pumping, but I'm just talking to Jesus and just, you know, just, you know, making yeah. him my, my primary focus. What are some things that you do uh, practically besides, I love the, I love the tactic and the discipline of like, get in, get out on the social media platforms. But what does your uh, rhythm of seeking the Lord look like? Mm-hmm. No, I love that question. I love what, what you said you do, because that's something that I've um, started to do. Not not as hardcore as 530. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit that. But <laughs> well, it's um, the only time when my but, kids aren't awake, so I got to do it. <laughs> that's early. true. OK, that, that's true. Uh, but yeah, so I would say like my, my discipline is when I wake up, like first thing I do is I, I get the phone, I go to Bible app and I just play my I have a Bible in one year plan. So I just play that. I play that. And then I try, it's been super helpful. And I've done this for like the last maybe month, two months to like go outside right when you wake up, because one, it helps you wake up faster because you got the sunlight or whatever, the fresh air. But one of the biggest things has been that while I'm getting ready or while I go outside, I play the daily devotional and then to be attentive to it. Cause many times I just play it and I, barely listen to it. Cause I'm like, you know, waking up here. Um, but after, after that, then i like to take, I don't do this every day, but almost like every other day, I like to take a time where I go back into that U version Bible app or something. And if there's something that, that was highlighted and, and so on the verses, I go back and try to study that. Like I go back and, and actually I'm a big journal guy. Um, so I, I take my journal out and I start kind of writing out the verse and all that. So Daily, one of the apps that I really love. Um, have you heard of the Pause app? It's no. So it's it's really cool. It's it's um I have to remember who who was made by. Uh, but it's it's a super easy app. It's very simple. It's called Pause, where you can take like it's called pauses, about three minutes, five minutes, and they they help you in in just like pausing and meditating in the Lord and, and in scripture. Mm. Um, so that's been really helpful to kind of, it gets, it's kind of like what you're doing when you go outside and you just talk to Jesus, kind of like lets you organize your thoughts and really submit the day to the Lord. That's kind of what I try to do. If I don't do that pause app, I mean, it might sound overly religious, but it helps me. Dude, I get on my knees. I get on my knees next to my bed. I'm just like, Lord, thank you for this day. I submit this day to you. Um, Because I I realize like, if I don't do it, it's not gonna happen. And and, and it helps me. It helps me because to your point, I love that story of like Martha and, and Mary and, and I, ever since starting the podcast, no, there's been those moments when I've, I've wanted to be more like Martha and I'm like, Lord, look at all this I'm creating for you. <laughs> you know, I'm creating weekly podcasts. God, look at this, look at the followers, look at people who love the content. And God's like, well, you know, have you been at my feet yet? I'm like, dang it. That's you're right. I know. You're right. The one thing I needed, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, the, the one thing I, I remember there was this time, maybe about a year and a yeah, half ago, when God spoke to me really clearly, you know, maybe in a way that I could understand, because I love reading. I'm a big reader and I love your apologetics, science, whatever it is, a history. And, and I thought, and I felt God tell me, now you read about me, but you don't seek me. And I was like, oh my gosh, man, I almost want to cry now. Like it it hit me so hard uh, to that. So that's been kind of convicting me of of really, really digging in and knowing that at the end of the day, 
you know, real success looks at there, looks in, in, in the prayer, looks at kind of in that, in that time. So yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but, but that's kind of where, where my heart is uh, when it, it comes to those things. My question, man, that's, that's beautiful. I love your heart for the Lord. Um, you know, one thing that's funny is like, cause yeah, we, we, it's so wild how we as Christians can make comments like, you know, that sounds overly religious or whatever, or too rigid. And I'm like, dude, the things that I care about in life, I create systems around. We were just talking about this for, uh, for even creating our content. Like, because I care about doing it well and having consistency, I know that consistency is a huge metric for whether or not this is going to succeed. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. we create systems for intimacy 100%. with the Lord and not in like a check the box sort of way, but Hey, right. if I, if it helps me stay on track and not lose, uh, lose that connection with him, I got to put something in place because yeah. it matters. And, and, yeah. A hundred percent. And to your point, I feel like sometimes when we use word systems or discipline, there's the first thought of, of someone saying, Oh, I'm just not that person. I, I, I'm right. just not disciplined. You know, it's just not part of my personality or, you know, same thing when I say I'm a reader and someone's like, oh, I'm not a reader, which I've realized, no, uh, actually everyone's a reader, just not everyone's a disciplined reader. Like you, you read every day. You, I mean, you scroll through TikTok, you scroll through like, and you read the whole thing. You, you scroll yeah. a bunch in the comments, like you're a reader. You just got to be a disciplined reader. <laughs> Oh, versus- bro, you're preaching too hard, dude. Oh. <laughs> hey, man, I'm on now. Uh, That's good. So, and in, in back to what you're saying with the disciplines and systems, it's like we all have we all have habits. They could be bad habits, or they could be more sporadic. But at the end of the day, they're all habits. Maybe the first thing you do is you check Instagram in the morning. Congratulations, you're a person of habit. You know, you mm-hmm. do that. So it's kind of taking away the the lie that it's like a certain personality trait. Maybe, yeah, some, some people obviously are, are more, um, there, there's, there's a word in Spanish called cuadrado, which literally means square. So, you know, mm. they're more organized. They're more like a square versus like a weird like line. They're more rigid, I guess, in their schedules. Mm. Uh, so sure, that's part of it. But at the end of the day, I mean, we all have the ability through the Holy Spirit to put priority on what we care about. What's so. one thing that the Holy Spirit's been speaking to you recently, particularly regarding everything you're doing with the Andrew uh, Roman show? Yeah, yeah, uh, man. It's actually kind of the the, the shirt I'm, I'm wearing. If you can see it, it says Jesus is worth following, and mm. um, it's recently one of the things that has really hit me. Uh, kind of spoke about this in my in my own podcast was the what it what does it actually mean to follow Jesus uh, versus anyone else right now we, our our kind of atmosphere of of beliefs in the world is very much of a of a buffet take what you like you know everything's mm-hmm. available on, on online i mean we have people who who have mixtures of all different types of beliefs right they like well i like christian ethics so i like being nice to people but I also like this from new age, or I also like this of universalism. I also like this. And they all just kind of start forming. Like if it was a video game of create your own character and Mm. and then, and what that ends up happening is that ends up uh, creating contradictions in your life and contradictions suck, right? I mean, it Mm. it, it sucks to, to live one way and believe another another way. And what's, what's kind of been the Holy spirit really speaking to me is, is that idea of when when the Bible talks about like the marriage, right? That we are the bride of Christ. I've always thought about this like, oh yeah, of course, we're the bride of Christ. You know, that's what the Bible says. But what what does a bride do 
whenever she's going to get married is that she, yes, she says yes to her husband and no to everyone else. And I thought that's so interesting that when we come to Jesus, when we follow Jesus, when we say Jesus is worth following, we say that everyone else is not. Everyone else is not worth following. That Jesus says, if you're going to say yes to me, you got to say no to other things. And it's kind of just a reality like, hey, Jesus is not just my savior. He's my Lord. Mm. Um, you know, we, we have the thing like, you know, obviously profess God as Jesus as your savior and your Lord. And I'm like, everyone wants a savior. I mean, who doesn't want to be saved? If you know you're going to go to hell, everyone wants a savior, but like not everyone wants a Lord because then whoa. stuff like get like, whoa, wait, you, you're telling me that going following Jesus is not just a ticket to heaven. Like he's now my Lord. I don't know about that stuff, you know? So I feel like that's what the Holy Spirit has been challenging me personally. And in like, okay, how much am I the Lord over your life? Yeah. How much do I say, go here and you go there and you don't go, you don't say, well, I know a better way or I know this uh, versus just following Jesus with everything. Like I'm, I'm a hundred percent convinced that, that Jesus is worth following, that Jesus is the only answer to our world's problems. Now that doesn't mean that there's no, tr like uh, there are some good things that the world can say and the only good things that the world can say are ultimately rooted in biblical truth, biblical wisdom. Yeah, that's true. You know, so they don't, they're not original about any type of truth. And it all comes up from the Bible ultimately. Yep. So I'm just like, if what the world, if what the good things the world can give me are ultimately found from the Bible, then why would I ever go to the world and not just go to the Bible? myself. Like, why wouldn't I just get the, the source from the real source, you know, from the real plug, <laughs> which is, which is Jesus. Um, so man, that, that's kind of where I'm at. It's, is that time with like Mary, right? Just being in Jesus' feet and being like, God, if I don't follow you personally, like if I'm not there in my knees, like I can't, I can't lead people anywhere. So that's, that, yeah. Yeah. That position is the winning position. If you can stay in that position, what you create is, you know, you're in a safe place. You know that yeah. what you're building is, it's blessable. It's when you feel yeah. like you got it all figured out. That's when, yeah, that's when it gets kind of scary. And, you know, you start, oh, you start calling the shots. You you start making God an image and in your own image. You know, I'm, I'm sure you've seen this before, but so the Directed Life logo is an upside down director's chair. And I had a lot of people like, I shared a post about this recently. And they're like, dude, I didn't even know that's what it meant. But so... When I went to film school, um, I think it was almost almost 10 years ago. Wow, I graduated film school. Uh, I went into film school being the director of my own life, so to speak. And I was on the director's chair and I wanted to be, I literally wanted to be this like world famous director. Yeah. And I encountered God. I encountered, uh, I literally encountered the Holy Spirit in my car on the way to the gym after a friend had preached to me the gospel. And the Holy Spirit in so many words said, there's only room on set for one director in your life Dang. and you're not the wow. director. And That's so awesome. it was like this call to like flip the director's chair and every, and to learn what it meant to be directed, right? To, to yeah. follow, to not, to not yeah. be the one in control. And, um, and I discovered like, man, God's got so much better of a plan for my craft, my career, my calling than I do. And, yes. and I really, I can, I can sense in just your genuineness with, you know, how you talk about Jesus and, and how much you love him and you've really yeah. made him the center. Like, dude, I, I believe that you're, um, 
you're sitting on a gold mine of, of opportunity with your ministry. And so I know mm-hmm. you're in the days of, of uh, humble beginnings, but yeah, bro, there's some, there's something on your work. Oh, let me just say it like that. Like there's, when uh-huh. I found you and I saw that you only had like a couple hundred followers on Instagram, I was like, dude, this, this guy is, uh, you're being prepared for something pretty remarkable. Do you have an uh-huh. idea of what that vision is of where, where you see God taking this thing or who you're called to serve with this, this vision that God's given you? Man, that, that's a loaded question, but yes, a hundred percent. Um, from what I feel like, right. Obviously God can change the plans, yeah. but one, I really appreciate all the words of encouragement. I, I received them. You know, one of my passions, like I was saying, us, it's this podcast. I, I plan to do this podcast for as long as I live as, as a weekly resource of just like, Hey, like if you're a young adult Christian, like listen to this, you got new episodes every week for you to like deal with stuff, you know, from a Christian mm-hmm. perspective. But I really feel that this is part of a little bit of a bigger picture, uh, a bigger picture of, of, of a vision to see a generation go counter the current that, that it is, you know, we can't stop the world being the world. The world is right. just going to be the world until the end of, end, of, end of time. And, and I got this vision. This is kind of where, where everything started. I got this vision of, of this big, like rushing river going down to a waterfall. And, and I saw that was culture. That was culture that takes people down this rushing river. And ultimately you fall off the waterfall. Um, and, and I saw my generation really being drowned in that river. I mean, they were just being taken down to a great fall. And, and it was that realization, like, I can't stop the river, but I can introduce my generation to the person that can allow them to not drown and swim upstream. And that's Jesus, mm. that Jesus is the raft. Uh, so what that looks like is, is with this podcast, I plan actually here pretty soon, I'm going to be starting what's, uh, what are called question it events. Uh, so it's an event where a church can host, host it. And it's open to their youth and their friends. And the specific, uh, you know, schedule to that is that it's a word, you know, about Jesus, kind of like a preaching. But the main thing, it's a Q&A session. Nice. Q&A session where people and young adults, there's a live mic if anyone wants to do it. But they can anonymously submit their questions about life, about faith. And they, we can have a real dialogue about it. I mean, it's a time when, you know, you talk about, all, all, the, all the things that sometimes you shouldn't talk about. That's what they t- tell us, right? But the, the culture is always speaking. The culture mm-hmm. has calls themselves the expert on everything, on history, on gender and identity, on sexuality, on, on, morality. on identity, on morality. They're like, we're the expert. We're always talking. And, and church has done a good job on speaking on, on several issues. But then there's always the, the thought of like, oh, maybe, you know, there's taboos. There's taboos. And this is an event to say, hey, you can honestly submit your question and we can have a conversation. So that's, that's really great. big on my heart. Um, I, I mean, I'm a big dreamer. I, 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 got, I always look big and think big. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can see this being something that, that churches can host. I mean, all, all across the nation to, because one, one thing, and maybe I know I'm kind of talking a little long, but there's a no, Barna study that came out, um, you know, research, the Barna group, it came out of that 4% of Gen Z, uh, have a biblical worldview that that's 4%. And, and the millennials mm-hmm. are at 6%. 
Now, biblical worldview is like how you answer the big questions of life, right? How do you answer how you got here? What's the meaning of life? What's the morality of life? What's the destiny of life? What's about sexuality and gender and identity? Those are all big questions. Only 4% of Gen Z have a biblical worldview. And I bet that more than 4% go to church at some point in time. So that's kind yeah, of where wow. my big vision is, is how can I reach, how can I reach the young student who went to youth group, but ends up being the seven out of 10 young adults that never come back to church after they go to college? How can I reach that guy? Wow. That guy who's going to youth group and he knows the Christian lingo, but he's got questions. And a lot of those questions have answers. And even if they don't necessarily have uh, a written answer, they have a person that's Jesus and he can find ultimately the answer there, right? So that's kind of what I, what I feel big, big picture is doing this podcast and then having that that resource of of the question events that can be hosted on a, on a small scale in churches or even who knows, be, be big city events. I'm um, not limiting God. So it's all, it's all up to him. <laughs> that's amazing, man. I love it. I'm really inspired by how, again, you're using something where you experienced a lack in your life and God's showing you like, hey, I'm revealing this to you because I want you to be a part of the solution. Like mm. that's one of the most meaningful things that God can invite us into is to, you know, is to create the, those bridges where there weren't bridges for us originally. So uh, I'm man. excited for you, man. Yeah, well, thank you. And and it all came back, I think from, I mean, you, maybe three, three years ago or so, like I started kind of seeing really close friends of mine uh, kind of veer off the faith on on, mm. on, on issues that, that I was just like, well, it's not that hard. I mean, just, you know, read the Bible or, <laughs> and that, that's all you got to do, bro. You right. know? And, but ultimately, and, and these are, these are, these are friends that went to youth group, you know, they, they know it, they're Christian families and all that. And then now they're, they're veering off. So really it came from that place. It came from like, you know, how can I, how can I reach my friends, but also how can I help others not, not feel like they're alone and feel that their questions matter, that ultimately God's not afraid of your questions. I mean, even, even for people listening right now, like if you got questions about your faith, like God's, God's not afraid of that. You know, the yeah. devil's always lying to us. And, and a lot of times ultimately, you know, they're, they're found, they're found in Jesus. And that's kind of the sad part that I saw was there was so much emphasis on, on head knowledge, not more, not so much heart knowledge of who you just know Jesus. Like if you know Jesus, like it's hard to reject someone, you know, it's very easy to reject someone you don't fully know. But once you know Jesus and you know him well, I mean, it's kind of like hard not to live for him. Yeah. I, you know, so <laughs> I hear you. He changes everything, man. He does. He does, man. So that that's kind of big picture where, where I see it. But man, I just tell God, wherever you go, I'll go. <laughs> yeah, he's worth following. You're living it. Andrew, yeah. I'm, I'm really thankful that we got this chance to get to know each other and for us to hear your yeah. vision and, um, and for the audience to, to get to know who you are. And I think this is going to be really encouraging for people that, you know, are, you know, wrestling with is the digital landscape, is that a legit place for ministry? I think you could, you'd be able to say that that's true. I mean, even in your short time doing this, do you have any like qualitative results is what I like to say. Like, do you have any yeah. feedback from people who have listened to your content and been like, man, that really helped me work through one of these issues or are you still in a place yeah. where you haven't seen that fruit yet? No, a hundred percent. I'm blessed to have seen that fruit. Um, you know, there was a moment when like 
the only people listening to it was, you know, my family and my grandma, right? <laughs> you know, it's like that, oh. it's that moment, uh, you know, and like maybe like one or two people from church, uh, but thankfully yeah. I'm getting to the place of like, I've gotten a lot of feedback even from, from different churches and some friends that I've met where, you know, it's especially in the last like year, year and a half, it's like, how do you, how do you walk through the race issues? How do you, how do you walk through gender issues and all that stuff from a biblical perspective? So it's been really cool to hear like young people say, Hey, I really appreciate this perspective or I really like this. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm grateful to have gotten feedback uh, from that, from not just my church, but other people that listen to the podcast. And, and I tell them, I mean, we're thankfully like on, uh, on YouTube, I was, I was looking at, I mean, this is, everything is relative. Right. But I was like, you know, we have like, sure. It's been like 90 episodes and like a year and a half, but we have like over 7,000 views on, on like stuff. And I was just like, man, for some people say, well, that's not much, but I'm just like, that's, that's a person, you know, watching that and impacting that. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm blessed to have at least people giving, giving me some feedback. So (laughs) praise God, man. Well, Hey, as we close this out, one thing that I'm trying to make more of a consistent thing is having our, our guests pray for the audience. So I'm thinking if you could pray for the audience and pray for us even too, that, um, that we continue to really, you know, to keep ministry, the focus of why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. Even some of those, those, uh, having the spirit of self-control too, and having the disciplines in place so that we can finish our race well. That'd be a great yeah. prayer for us. I, I love that, Cap. And, 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 you know, before I pray, thank you for having me on, man. It's it's an honor. Uh, you know, I've known you for a little bit, but I, re- I, I really, like, I admire your work, man. I admire you, and I can tell that you have such an, such an authentic heart to to really propel people to pushing the kingdom forward. So everyone listening, you're listening for a reason. So I'm, I'm so glad, but I, I love to pray, man. Well, let's pray. Father let's God, I, I thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to just be on Cap's podcast. And God, thank you for everyone listening uh, to this. God, we, we know that there's no coincidences like this, God. And first, I wanna I wanna pray a blessing over Cap and his family. Thank you for the work that you have for him. Thank you that he started this podcast. Thank you that he has his own business. Thank you, Lord, that you have revealed to him a vision, a vision of what it looks like for Christian entrepreneurs to push the kingdom of God forward, Lord. And and he's he's part of that, God. And I continue to pray that you would you would just bless him with even more vision, more confirmation. And and really, I thank you that he's anointed for this, Lord. I see mm. it just comes. Um, from my perspective, I'm sure it's, it's hard toil, but he, it comes with almost ease the way he expresses himself and the vision that he has. And I thank you that he has anointing for that. He, he has the anointing mm. to multiply, multiply people's businesses, multiply people's mm. projects, uh, Lord. You, Lord. And, and I thank you for what you're doing with him and his family. And, and God, for everyone listening today, I thank you that, that you care deeply about the details in our lives. You care about the little projects. You care about the shows, God, the, the, the plants that you've given us. You care about it. As Cap so always reminds us, you care about the creativity in our lives. It comes mm. from you, uh, Lord. So I pray a special blessing for everyone listening that that we would search you deeper and more, God. And the more that we know you, the more our purpose and our calling would become clear and definitive. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Andrew, you're the man. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad we could get you on today. And like I said, I 
I'm, I'm really thankful that we can begin this friendship together. And uh, Lord, I just want to pray just a blessing over Andrew's yes. ministry right now. Just very quickly, Lord, just thank mm-hmm. you for his, his initiative. God, I pray for more favor. I pray for more clarity. And uh, I, God, I pray that you would overwhelm him with revelation in the secret place that could mm-hmm. uh, that would overflow through his work. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Man, thank you so much, Cap. It's honestly, it's been an honor to be on here with you. You bet, man. The honor's mine. Thanks a lot, Andrew.